This is episode number 830 with Preeta G. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Herman Melville said, we cannot live only for ourselves. A thousand fibers connect us with our fellow man. And among those fibers, as sympathetic threads, our actions run as causes, and they come back to us as effects. Welcome to this episode. Super excited. Preeta G is a friend of mine and someone I've learned so much about mastering my inner world from over the last couple of years since we've connected. I went to India a couple of years ago and spent time with her and her husband, Krishna G, for about two weeks learning to meditate, becoming a meditation instructor myself, certified, and really exploring the mind and the inner heart and how to master emotions. And let me tell you this, I have not mastered this myself. I still react. I still get frustrated. I still get angry. I still have resentment. Uh, Don't forgive people. All these different emotions that human beings have. But through their teachings, I've learned to really hone in on those emotions and react less. And when I'm consistent in their teachings, I feel unstoppable because I feel in complete control of my thoughts and essentially don't react at all when I'm consistently practicing this philosophy, this method of mastering inner peace. And I wish I did it every single day consistently because when I do it, I truly feel like superhuman. And Preeta Ji and her husband Krishna Ji are considered two of the most impactful philosophers, transformational leaders, and philanthropists of our time. Together, they founded World Youth Change Makers, an elite community of youth redirecting the future of the world through a revolution in consciousness and one humanity care, a foundation working with the vision to uplift 10,000 villages in India. In their new book, The Four Sacred Secrets, this couple offers a life-altering adventure that is inspired of movement towards emotional and personal prosperity. I'm telling you, this philosophy, this way of thinking, this way of living has helped transform my life and thousands of people's lives. And I believe it will for you as well. In this interview, we talk about why we must all strive for living in a state of connection with everything around us. How loneliness is the absence of connection, not the absence of people. Creating abundance by shifting your state of being. How can you create more physical and emotional and mental abundance in your life by shifting your state of being? Why the world needs us to share our joy right now and the four sacred secrets for living a beautiful life. So excited about this. Make sure to share with your friends. Let me know what you think about this. Again, lewishouse.com slash 830 is the link. Text to a friend who might be feeling anxious or overwhelmed or stressed or feel like they're not where they are in their life right now. Send this link to a friend. You can send them that link or the podcast link on the app that you're listening to this with your podcast. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. All right, guys, without further ado, let me introduce to you the one, the only, Preeta G. Welcome, everyone, back to the School of Greatness podcast. We have the inspirational Preeta G in the house. Good to see you. Good to see you, Lewis. So glad you're here. Namaste. I met you three years ago through a mutual friend of ours and came to India. I guess it was three years ago I came, right? And it was incredibly transformational for me. 
I felt like I was a, a student of life and visualization and had dabbled in meditation before. And I felt like I had a pretty good awareness about myself and the world and how to manage emotions and my thoughts and things like that. But when I went to your facility, which is called One World Academy, now called O&O, it was just transformational. And to watch other people transform as well was really inspiring. So I recommend everyone go to India and come see you live in person because it's incredible what you guys have created at O&O. And you came on three years ago on the podcast. It was very inspiring. You're back on now because you have a book called The Four Sacred Secrets for Love and Prosperity, A Guide to Living in a Beautiful State. Make sure you guys get this book right now. I'm excited about this. Because I was, I was one of the people that said, you need to have a book out there. Absolutely. Luke. I was like, you need to have a book out there. This information is so powerful. And if people can't travel to India or fly to a workshop where you guys do them around the world, they need to be able to have access to this because the wisdom is so powerful. And you've studied philosophy in school. You've studied business. You've done a lot of different things in your own personal life. But why did this calling come to you? at the age it came to you. Because now you've been teaching meditation and this wisdom that we're gonna get into for, for a while, but you didn't start there, right? Yes. Looking at my own life when I was very young, I would feel very connected to people. I would feel what they would be feeling. And that connection actually led my life into doing whatever I did. Okay. For a very long period of time, I thought that's how the world lived. Then I saw, that's exactly not how the world lived. <laughs> so <laughs> You thought the world lived like everyone felt intuitive and everyone compassionate felt in, and yeah, loving. Yes, and, no, and also feel like, you know, not separate from the other. Uh-huh. Feeling so connected to the other's experience of joy, the other's experience of happiness. And then it changed, my perception changed, that to see that world is not that way. And the experiences that I've had in meditations in my transformational journey when I was in my early, I would say 17, 18, has left a huge impact. Mm -hmm. And the experiences continue to happen. There are experiences where I feel beyond myself an experience of deep connection and experience where there is no self, experience without mind commentaries. So these experiences have shaped the person who I am. It is not like one movie that you watch and you walk out, but it is something that is deeply impacting your very perception of life, the way you relate, the way you connect, the way you experience joy, the way you experience peace. And thereafter, the experience I share with Krishnaji till today has deeply impacted me to see another person who can connect more than me, who can feel more Mm. than me, is impacting, is continuing to impact me, and I impact people. Wow. You think Krishna G, for those who don't know, Krishna G is your husband and partner in, in O&O. You think he feels deeper than you? Oh, I, I, I definitely feel he, he, he feels much more than Really? Me. Yes. Wow. But you're very empathetic and compassionate and connected. He's much more than me. Wow. That's amazing. He probably don't see it from the outside, but the way he can connect to not only to me, to everybody whom he works with yeah, and wanting to impact their life, wanting to change their life, wanting to impact the entire experience is tremendous. Wow. So how often do you feel like, I think you mentioned you said you feel a lack of, uh, or no self, is that what you said? There's moments where you feel no self. How often does that occur for you? Is that daily? Is that once every few yeah, weeks? Or? It happens once in a while. Once in a while. Once in a while. Not daily. Yeah. <laughs> Not daily, but the experience of connection is pretty more often. Okay. What does that feel like, the experience of connection? Um, feeling not separate from the other. Feeling... From um, another person. Yeah. It is, I, I would say it's be more than empathy. I would say that actually experiencing what you're experiencing, actually feeling what you're experiencing, and from there, a deep compassion towards you, and uh, an experience where you don't feel separate. Yeah. You include the other. So what happens when we feel connected to every other person on the planet or the people around us? People around us, when you feel connected, it's a lot of joy. A lot of joy. 
What if they're in a lot of pain, or they're angry at you, when or you, they're yelling at you? Do you want to connect to that or disconnect? <laughs> when they are in pain, when they are yelling, that means they're deeply disturbed. Uh-huh. So when you connect to them at that point of time, you feel immensely powerful to help the other. If you're talking about somebody in your family or a friend and is not fine, is disturbed, when you feel connected to that person at that point of time, then the other is not in a good shape, mm-hmm. then you feel powerful enough to impact the other. Yeah. The connection, the experience of connection has a huge healing impact on the way the other experiences life. I have mothers come to me and talk about children who are into addictions and children who are depressed. And they say, what do I do? You know, I said, the only thing that you can do is you nurture a beautiful state of connection. When you grow in connection, it is not something that will happen overnight, but as you are in it, as you grow in connection, you would see that experience that you share with your child has a, has a power to heal your child, has a mm. power to, uh, to, to slowly get over whatever that is disturbing. And as every parent, not, as a, not only as a parent, as anybody who wants to impact the life of another being, it is important that you nurture a beautiful state of connection. Yeah. I haven't seen or I haven't come across anything more powerful than this experience of connection in my life. In bringing up my daughter, in, in relating to my husband, in mentoring the faculty at the academy or the people in the courses and in my meetings mm-hmm. across the world. I haven't seen anything more powerful than a powerful state of connection. Mm. When I went to ONO three years ago, I learned that there's only two states. Yes. A suffering state and a beautiful state. Is that still true? Absolutely true. I have to ask you. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. So there's suffering state or I guess suffering states uh, emotions or ways of being that all fit into a category of a suffering state of, of being. Yeah. And then there's a beautiful state of being, which uh, is experience of lots of other emotions, joy, love, passion, connection, intimacy, service, all these things come from a beautiful state, whereas disconnection, anger, resentment, a lack of forgiveness is in a suffering state. Is that correct? Yes. A suffering state separates you from pe- from people, from life. You could be fighting for a great cause, but when you are in a suffering state, that fight for a great cause separates you from the cause itself. So if you're frustrated about a cause in the world, you're, and, and you're coming from a place of anger or rage or frustration, does that hurt your chances of solving? Absolutely, uh, Lewis. When you are in a suffering state, you are disconnected. You are engrossed only with yourself. Mm-hmm. And all throughout, people believe my state is my, my state. We believe that we are separate individuals. And if I'm having something, I'm experiencing something here, it's not going to impact you. It's not going to impact my life. That's not true. Though we experience ourselves as being separate, as separate and isolated individuals, the truth is we are all connected in Mm. our consciousness. Mm -hmm. So the experience of suffering and engrossment with yourself moves your life towards chaos, moves your life towards disorder. You constantly face challenges after challenges. You feel you're moving one step, but you're moving back 10 steps. Mm. Because your state is communicating to the universe. Mm. What's it communicating? That I'm open to problems. I'm in suffering. I'm engrossed with myself. I'm disconnected. That state of disconnection actually does not allow you to experience beautiful synchronicities, beautiful people, and beautiful situations in life. Your state has an impact on the way you experience life. Mm. Your state also has an impact on the reality. So when you transform your state of being from a suffering state into experiencing a beautiful state, you open up, you enter into the magical realm of happening. Mm, Of happening. Of happening. What's happening? Of meeting those right people, those right contacts, getting into those situations, creating synchronicities. You feel now the universe is your friend. 
Yeah. When you are in suffering state, you feel the universe is your enemy, trying to plot everything against you. And when you are in a beautiful state, you are communicating, communicating to the universe and saying, I am open to a lot of joy. I am open to synchronicities. And you enter into the magical realm through the magical flow. And you, you create synchronicities. It's like the randomly moving universe. It's arranging itself into mm-hmm. patterns to fulfill your heart's desires. Wow. Just for you. Yes. So that everything unfolds, we think, ah, I really could use this right now, and then it shows up. I wish someone with this skill set I could get in touch with. Absolutely. Someone makes the introduction. Things start to fall into place. Absolutely. But they don't fall into place when you're angry, resentful, frustrated. Angry, resentful, frustrated, or sad, and insecure, lonely. When you move into the state of connection, you are telling the universe, like we are together. We are one. When you are in a suffering state, probably this is a very strong word to use, it is like the cancer cell. Yeah. Which is declaring independence and uh, trying to cause disease in the entire environment. Wow. So it's going to reject you from other opportunities to protect itself. The consciousness will reject you because you're a, a disease. You are a disease. Wow. In a suffering state. Yes. Wow. But everyone has the opportunity to move out of the suffering state. I've, I personally feel there has not been enough education on nurturing a beautiful state and mm-hmm. consciousness. They didn't teach you this in school? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Right. I wish we could teach our children in school. Then we would be creating a better world. Yeah. We are doing it in India with the world youth. Not only in India, we are doing it across the globe, but in India on a massive scale, mm-hmm. where the where we have this uh, the, the huge charity World Youth Change Makers, where we send teachers to schools and colleges and do programs for them. Yeah, on awareness of what state they are living in and how to lead their lives. But sometimes I feel like you have those friends that just are always trapped in the suffering state. I've experienced this where I've had friends, and I've been there in the past too, where I feel like there's no way out. It's like, the world is against me, is how it truly feels. I'm sick. I don't have any energy. Uh, You know, my friends keep stabbing me in the back. Whatever it is, I feel betrayed. How do we, if it feels so real for people, how do we get out of it? What's the, what's the, you know, it's like, seems so impossible at times, so dark. Let me take an example from the nature. If you look at a cobra, it begins to feel uncomfortable in its own skin every few uh-huh. months. And then it, uh, when it's uncomfortable in its own skin, it's not able to see. Its vision gets blurred. Mm. And then when it becomes unbearable, what it does is it moves into seclusion and then gets rid of the old skin. It isolates itself. Yeah, it isolates itself. <clears throat> gets rid of the old skin, and then there is a new shiny skin that comes up. And then it has a lot more power in its fangs, and its eyes, its vision is very clear, Mm. ready for life again. Every one of us needs this process. Really? Shedding of the old skin? Shedding of the old. Old old that you've accumulated in when you were in your mother's womb, all that you've accumulated in your early childhood, all that you've accumulated as you move past your life's challenges, the rejections, the failures, it is sitting on you. It is sitting on you. You feel uncomfortable in your own skin. You do not have a vision for the future. You do not have a purpose for your life. You are, you really do, you really do not know what you're doing with life. Mm. You're, your vision is very blurred. You're, you're just, like, why am I here? What's the purpose? You're just living. How often you're do you feel existing. that? You're just existing. How often I feel that? I, I don't think Krishnaji allows me to feel that. You don't think what? Krishnaji allows me to feel that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't feel that way. How often do you feel like you have to shed at least something? No, for me, I feel every time when suffering arises, there is this inner vision for a beautiful inner state that we want to walk out of it. We do not allow the weeds to grow in our uh, consciousness. Uh, so they might come up for a moment. Yes. 
and then, then walk out of it. Yeah, you just move it's on. not that I don't feel angry. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not that I don't argue with Krishnaji, but we do. Absolutely, we do. But we walk out of it every time we relate. Every time it is. It is like we're not carrying the past. We're not carrying the hurt. We're yeah. not carrying our consciousness, which is damaged. Because when you are damaged, you can only create more damage into the lives of people wow. around you. There's a great uh, story or fable or whatever it's called of the two monks. I don't, I'm sure you've heard this. But the two monks are... Yes, me and Nomi. <laughs> what is this? Yes, me and Nomi. I shared it on the TEDx in Kansas City. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yes, me and Nomi? Yeah. Is this, are this the one where they... Uh, one of them picks up someone? Yes. What's the story? Two monks, uh, yes, me and Nomi, are, uh, <laughs> are getting back to the monastery. And they're about to cross a village. We named them yes, me and Nomi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're about to cross the village. And yes, me uh, hears, both of them hear. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Woman crying who is wanting to cross the village but she's not able to cross because the river is full that particular day and she's crying because she's not able to get to her toddler that night. Uh, so Yasmi offers to help her so he carries her from the one side of the river to the other side and uh, drops her on the other side and she thanks them. And they both walk, uh, she walks away into her village and they both walk towards the monastery. And Nomi, after half an hour, in a very agitated tone, speaks up saying that, you know what you have done? And Yasmi is calm. And he says, your master said, never look at a woman and you saw her. Amasa said, never speak to a woman. You touched her. Amasa said, never touch a woman. You carried her. It is, it's such a big mistake that you've done. It's, mm. it's huge. And for which Yasmi is very calm looking at Nomi and saying, yes. Yes, but I dropped her half an hour ago. But it is you who's still carrying her. The insight what we the insight that we give using the story is yes, me represents a beautiful state. Mm-hmm. No me represents a suffering state. Nomi is agitated before, during, and after the event, and he's continuing to live in agitation and stress. Yes, me is very peaceful and calm. He's present, the lady's suffering, he's able to feel her pain. And then he acts because he's present. Yeah. He wants to make sure that she's, she's free of her pain. And then he helps her. And then once, she, once the event is over, he continues being peaceful. Mm-hmm. So Nomi, the past is lingering. The past is lingering and the agitation continues. Yasmi is fully present and, and he moves away from the situation also completely. Mm. He's not going back, getting back to the women again and again, but no me is. And what happens to us when we fixate on past experiences, whether oh. it be 30 minutes ago or 30 years ago, what happens to us physically or spiritually? Physically, we are becoming diseased. Wow. By just obsessing about the past. Obsessing about the past, getting back. When do you obsess about your past? You obsess about, about, over a painful situation. Or you obsess over one particular pleasure that you experienced. A highlight in the past, yeah. Pleasure that you've experienced. And, you, and in that state of obsession, obsessing over one particular thing, you are either continuing to fuel your anger, continuing to fuel your hate, or continuing to fuel your fear, or you are wanting that experience again and feeling that you do not have it. You're now. suffering because you don't have what yes. you wanted once. So it is a state of suffering. Yeah, wow. And what it does to you, it's you become unintelligent. You are not present to life. So your responses would be because of the thinking that you have nurtured, Mm. because of the emotions that you have fueled. And that would pour out in your actions. To believe that we are sane individuals, I mean, we are all sane, to believe that we respond only to life out of logic 
it's a very poor understanding <laughs> of ourselves. Yeah. We are responding the way we're responding because of something that has happened when we were five years yeah. old, 10 years old, 11 years old, 15 years old. And it is important to clean our consciousness from all that is hurting us. Yeah. All that is stopping us from experiencing connection. So the short route towards success, towards having a beautiful relationship, towards creating abundance in your life or prosperity is move into connection. And what is stopping you from connection is your habit of constantly being preoccupied with your past or projecting your future. Mm-hmm. You are either in your past experience or you are anxious, you are in fear about the future. The greatest epidemic that I observe meeting people across the globe, just the same, is either anxiety or loneliness. Mm. You might be with the most beautiful person in your life, you might be amidst great company, but still you feel very lonely. Why? Because loneliness is not about a lack of company. It is the inner sense of disconnection with everything around you. You are disconnected with everything around you because you are engrossed with yourself. Mm-hmm. Is it obsessive self-centric thinking? Is that yes. the definition of suffering? Yes. Suffering exists only when you're obsessing about yourself. Mm-hmm. If there is no suffering, if there is no obsession within oneself, then there is no suffering. What if you obsess over something else, like someone else or a cause or a vision? You have to look deeper within yourself. If you look deeper within yourself, you'll be able to discover the truth that it is around you. Hmm. When you're obsessing about something else, you'll realize it's... It's around you. It's still around you. Still, you obsessing over something. Yes. Yeah. It is an. En- it is still an engrossment with yeah, you only. Interesting. If not for that, we wouldn't be suffering. And there is so many other ideas like suffering is good for you. Suffering is great for you. <laughs> is it? Yes. I mean, I have seen many people ask me. I have not suffered enough to achieve. Do you need to suffer? <laughs> not at all. Not necessary. And, If you look at suffering deeper, it is disconnecting you from life. Mm. If you look at suffering deeper, it is separating you from your people. You need, what this world needs is you being an individual who's able to share a lot of joy, Mm. share a lot of happiness to the other. And then the ripples of what you are sharing is continuing not only now, but will continue for several generations to come. And when you ask me the question, what happens when you're suffering, there is this data which says we have around 12,000 to, 12, to around 60,000 thoughts a day. Every one of us. 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts. Yes. And out of which 80% is old. 80% of thoughts are old. Are thinking about something in the past. Is that what you mean? It's the same thought that's coming Oh, back. okay. It's the same thought. You're thinking about it over and over again. And out of that, 80% is negative in nature. <laughs> so okay. what is it that we're doing with our lives we are b- very very busy we do not have time we rush from one to the other believing that we are moving towards achievement moving our life towards growth but the truth is we are doing this to ourselves mm-hmm. and from this state was how can there be creativity mm, yeah how can there be intelligence that is needed for us to solve the problems that we are currently facing. If we're always thinking and obsessing about something and doing and doing and doing and never taking space or time to reflect or just be, right? To be. Yeah. You become a mechanical software. A machine. A machine. Yeah. Loneliness is because of that. Anxiety is because of that you are habituated into being in those places. Mm. Like you, you could, they could be renowned YouTubers, Instagrammers, even great celebrities with millions of followers still feeling very lonely. Mm-hmm. Because they're disconnected. Yeah. yeah. And anxiety as an epidemic, it's, it's spreading amidst men, women, young, old, everywhere, yeah. everywhere, any nation. It feels like we're destroying this planet. We're mm. destroying ourselves. Yeah. We're destroying our families. Yeah. It is time that we awaken. It is time that we learn 
to live in a beautiful state. It is time that we nurture a beautiful state in consciousness. Achievement is great. Um, having a great family is wonderful. But let us do it from a beautiful state. Mm-hmm. How, we, do we, how do we get there? What's the quickest way to get out of suffering into a beautiful state? How quick? <laughs> it depends upon an individual. Yeah. But there are practices which is there online. The soul mm-hmm. sync practice, the mm-hmm. serene mind practice, which is there. Even if you, can, if you can take a couple of minutes to nurture a beautiful state in consciousness, mm-hmm. to feel that expansion, those few minutes will set a tone. Yeah. Will set a tone for everything that you do the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. It is important that you take up a practice. Yeah. It is important that you do it sincerely, knowing that your state has a direct impact mm-hmm. on your life. Your state has an impact on your children. Your state has an impact on your partner. Yeah. We are we are like the aspen trees. If you look at the aspen tree, you've been to aspen? I've been to Colorado, but not aspen. Aspen. Yet. If you look at the aspen tree, they look as individual trees. But they're all connected in the roots. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's actually one one organism. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. We believe that we are separate individuals. But we are, of course, we are connected to the entire universe. We are connected to every person or every everything that is, every matter in this entire universe. But there is our soul circle whom we are directly impacting. Mm-hmm. Wow. And for the sake of the soul circle, in order to create a beautiful life for your soul circle, it is important that you nurture a beautiful state. Mm-hmm. And it takes it takes a while because we have been carrying yeah. the baggage of not only our lives. We are carrying the baggage of our parents, our grandparents, and probably the entire humanity at one point. Right, or our culture, sense. or society, anything. Yeah, and so we have a lot of shedding to do of our skin over yes. and over again. <laughs> <laughs> every week, every few months, just shedding it, it getting is. clearer and clearer, allowing us to see. I do a when I learned about Soul Sync in India with you guys. It's funny because <laughs> every time I do soul sync now, you're a part of it. <laughs> yes. I think I told you years ago that like there's a process in soul sync where it's kind of like the second half of the meditation. It's about a 15 minute meditation, roughly, right? 15, 17 minutes, 12 it's minutes. It's even less, actually. Yeah, Nine to minutes. 12, yeah. 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 12 minutes. And about halfway through, you know, you go through this practice of breathing. And then there's kind of like this visualization. Experience and every time I do the visualization, I see myself in the room with you because you were leading it, and we we levitate into the clouds and we're da- we're dancing together. I think I told you this once yeah, that we're like did. having a dance party <laughs> and everyone's coming up and we're all dancing. So every time I meditate, I think about you, which is is beautiful. <laughs> I want to go into these four secrets. Because I think this would be be a good next step for for people to understand. Absolutely. And Um, this book, what Krishnaji and I have have done is make it a journey. It is just not another book for information to fill your head. We have have already a lot of it. This is for you to experience a journey. A journey. A journey. Yeah. A journey. And the first thing you guys talk about is spiritual vision. Yes. Right? There are four sacred secrets. Uh-huh. The first one is a spiritual vision. A spiritual vision for your inner state of being. We have vision for our external world. We have vision for having a great wealth. A vision for our achievement and success in life. And a few of us for a great family. But it begins with a beautiful state. Mm-hmm. So the first sacred secret is spiritual vision, which would help you exped- redefining your purpose in life and allows you to have great clarity into everything that you're doing in life. Why you're here, why you're doing everything. Why you're doing. you are in a relationship, why you're having your children, why, why you're doing what you're doing. What is So purpose is not limited only to careers. We believe it is only for careers, but it is for everything in life. Or what you're doing with your life, what you're doing with your career. Mm-hmm. So it gives a clarity into your life itself and redefines your purpose. 
That's the first sacred secret. The second sacred secret is inner truth. Mm. This allows you, this secret allows you to move out of stressful states as and when they arise mm-hmm. and nurture a beautiful state in consciousness. The third sacred secret is accessing the universal intelligence. Universal intelligence. Um, few cultures call it divine. Few cultures call it God. Few cultures call it a field of energy. We're, Source, yeah. We are calling it the universal intelligence. Interesting. We are much more than what we see we are. There is this immense pervasive intelligence that is there around us. Yeah. And there is a particular way to access this universal intelligence. Ooh, okay. So the third sacred secret teaches you to access this universal intelligence. Okay. You need a particular state. You need to let go of your suffering to access it. Mm. When you, you can't access <laughs> the universal... Many cultures, many religions eulogize suffering. And they always talk about feeling helpless, feeling desperate to access... God or to get a response, but it's like having a cell phone which does not have any tower and then trying to reach. You're never heard, nor can you hear anything. When you're suffering. When you're suffering. It is like a cell phone without network. And when it, within a beautiful state, you it's have, like the biggest cell phone tower in the world. It's just like easy to access. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a way to access this universal intelligence and to manifest what you want to manifest in your life. And that is the third sacred secret. And the fourth sacred secret is spiritual right action. Spiritual right action. Action. It gives you a blueprint for the ongoing dilemmas of life. What actions to take when they come up in your life. Whether to say yes or no, whether to be together or to separate, whether to quit or to stay, whether to... Push or pull, and we are confused. How do we know that? And what's the what's the, what's the right actions to take? What what we have always done is take a rule that has been set by somebody else, mm. take a rule that has been set thousands of years ago, and try to apply it. And not that any of us adhere to those rules. We break those rules, mm-hmm. and we feel guilty about breaking those rules. And we suffer more. We suffer more. So this gives you a blueprint what you need to do in any particular situation. Mm -hmm. It is important that we dissolve our suffering states. It is important that we do not act driven by an ideal or a moral, but drive your actions from a beautiful state of connection. So not have ideals. How many of us follow ideals? Some, yeah. We try very hard. Yeah, we try, but we break them or, and then we suffer. We suffer. And please understand, when we are suffering, we are of no use to the other. Mm. Wow. When we are suffering, we are equal to being non-existent. Others are non-existent for us. We are non-existent from them. Mm-hmm. We might Actually, be next we are existent for them because we kind of create more problems. Right. We might be next to them, but not be connected in any way. Okay. Spiritual right action. So these are the four sacred secrets. Uh-huh. And it leads you into four life journeys. The book. Mm-hmm. The first life journey is you become a happy child. You're free of your past. Mm. The second life journey is you're free of your inner critic and experience a beautiful self. Third life journey is you move away from being a heartbroken lover to being a heartful partner. Mm. And the fourth life journey is you move away from being a struggling wealth creator to being a conscious wealth creator who knows to access the power of the universe mm. to create abundance. Wow. Move away from being a heartbroken to heartful, is that what you said? Yeah, heartbroken to a heartful. Heartful, not hurtful, heartful. Heartful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, heartful. Why do so many people feel heartbroken? from past relationships and hold on to it. Like this, I'm, you know. I life's lost. mission is to teach the other person a lesson or my life's mission is to make sure that I'm taking revenge for what I have suffered. Why is that? 
I would again say we are not being taught how to live in a beautiful state. Mm. We are not taught. Yeah. We are not being taught that it's important to live in a beautiful state, and your state is impacting, continuing to impact your life. See, you have to forgive not because you're superior, not because you're great, because when you forgive, you are free. Mm-hmm. You experience great freedom. You experience life. You come alive. But when you're holding on to hurt, when you're holding on to anger and revenge, there is this inner feeling that I am, I am not accepting the unfairness of what has happened to me, and I'm going to teach the other person lesson. I don't, I don't know whether they're going to teach the other person a lesson. Inwardly, wow. that's how you're feeling. Try to make them feel something. Yeah. But you're destroying yourself in the entire process. Wow. So when something unfair happens to us, it is important that you are able to step out of that feeling that you're a victim. How do we do that? <laughs> to, <laughs> you can take this book. <laughs> it's yeah. first it, the whole thing is a journey, Louis. Yeah, yeah. It it it's like not one idea that is going to help you. Of course, it is this whole journey that we lead in India, and this book will also help you. Is it'll help you get out of those suffering states, mm-hmm. and the more you nurture a beautiful state, it's like you having a consciousness. Which cannot tolerate a weed. When I said, uh, when you asked me, what do I do? How do I shed? It's like when a suffering state is there, I can't tolerate it. Mm-hmm. But right now, many of us, what happens is we are used to it. Yeah, we are used to it. We have been living with it. We have been living Non-stop. with it for years, decades, and it's your home. Yeah, it's your home. It, you're comfortable with it. So it is to change the entire ecosystem. It is to change the entire consciousness, to remove all, to shed old, to free oneself from suffering, and then a suffering arises. You take it out. You take it out. Mm. That's why a journey is so important. Yeah. Every ancient culture talks about a journey. Yeah. Unfortunately, we, with all our progress, we have lost there. Mm. We we in India it's called dvija or twice born. Twice born. Yeah, it is important to go through the journey, and every ancient civilization, the the, the Chinese speak about uh, entering and entering as a snake and becoming a dragon, uh-huh. and in the even in the Bible, entering into the Jonah's entering into the belly of the whale and coming out. Right. Everything is a process. It is a journey. Like a death of the ego, and an awakening of the, consciousness. Yes. It to to shed of all that is hurting you, just like mm. a snake. We need to shed of all that is hurting. The, sh- the snake is very clear. It becomes uncomfortable in its own skin and it moves into seclusion, isolation, and then it comes out. We need to do it. Not a seclusion. You need to you need to go through a journey where you're able to shed yourself of everything that is hurting you, all the suffering and the pain that you're carrying in your consciousness, because we are not ending it with us. Mm. We're ending with oneself, then also it is not good. But what you're doing it is taking it to our children, meeting people, meeting families. It'll be like, it'll be the same suffering that is going through generations. We call it the family karma. But what is happening is something unconscious that your great-grandfather has allowed to grow is continuing in several generations. That's not nice for our children. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's um, it's sad. Yeah. So if, I want to go through a little bit of each one of these. I know that people are going to go through the book and come to the course, hopefully. But let's say someone is, they're just not happy with their life. Maybe it's, some things are good, some things are bad, but it's kind of like, it's not extreme suffering all the time, but they're just living a, uh, a life that they're not fulfilled by. And they know there could be more, but they've accepted what is. You talk about spiritual vision. What's something someone could do who's listening or watching this right now to just get a little taste of getting started on a spiritual vision for their life? What is the state you've been living in? What is the state that you've been fueling constantly? A few of us fuel anger. We get back to anger mm. every time. Every time there's a slight change in the external environment or situation, sometimes even when there's no change, you get back into feeling anger. A few of us get back into feeling sad. A few of us get back into feeling fear. 
What is the state you're nurturing? That's suffering. Is this the state you want to live your life from? Now knowing very clearly it is impacting your life, it is impacting your children, it is impacting the prosperity and the abundance that you can acquire in life. It is impacting your health, it is impacting your intelligence. Do you want to live there? Mm. No. So that so has reflecting. to be, yeah. yeah. And it is important to have a vision for one's inner state. Mm. Okay. That I am going to nurture a beautiful state. And it is, it's not going to happen overnight. Please understand right, right. what you have accumulated. It's a practice. Yes, it is a practice. And it is a lifelong practice. I would say it is very important that we nurture a beautiful state throughout our life. Because any state of suffering separates and it is going to cause more chaos into our lives. So start to reflect yes. on the emotions. And, and just as you hold a vision, everybody teaches you to hold a vision that I'm going to achieve so much when I'm this... How many, right, right. this year old? I'm going to achieve this much money, this money or wealth or whatever, marriage. Let us hold a vision for our inner state. I like that. This vision, this spiritual vision would be the mother of all visions. Mm. The mother vision. Yes. That's good. This is what is lacking in our education. Mm, yeah. We have kind of made so important the external life. I don't say it is wrong. That we need to have a very good external life too. But achievement does not give you happiness after a point. Isn't it? It's fascinating. It just came to me as like we create our environment around us with the, you know, the tables we buy, the homes we're in, the cars, the possessions. We, we, we create a vision of an environment physically around us, but a lot of us lack the ability to create a vision of the environment within us. Yes. And because you don't realize it is important. You don't realize it is impacting your life. You don't realize that you're acting in a particular way because something that is brewing in your consciousness. You would say, I'm acting like this because my wife was that. Yeah. Or I'm acting like this because my boss was this. But the truth is there is something that is brewing in your consciousness, which is making you act one particular way. Mm-hmm. We have to get go beyond this idea that we are logical beings. We're not logical. We are not. What are we? If I've I've seen lives, right? It is like a past. It'll be like a five-year-old's um, experience is what is resulting in a divorce right now. Mm. Not able to uh, accept oneself. Yeah. Feeling low about oneself. And then becoming aggressive. And that aggression pours into your relationships or pours into your business partnership or pours into your work experience. You might say you did that because of the work experience, but it goes back to something that has happened and something that is fueling and brewing in your consciousness. Hmm. We need to do what the snake does. Shed. Shed. We need to shed and we need to nurture this beautiful state. Mm -hmm. Then we will create an environment in our brain where we are experiencing beautiful states and then we get back into feeling those beautiful states again and again. And what happens when we, our outer world is thriving financially, possessions, accomplishments, but our inner world is, is dying or suffering? What happens to us? I mean, the outer world, you're successful. Yeah, things are thriving. You would not experience any fulfillment. You want to have fulfillment. You do not have any fulfillment. Again, you'll be asking the same question, what am I doing with my life? You can experience a lot of wealth. But when you are disconnected, mm. you would not have a clear purpose in life. Right. When you are suffering, you're disconnected. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So that's spiritual vision. And getting clear on the environment you want to create on your inner world. Yes. And it takes a practice. The yes. practice that I use is soul sync, which you guys teach. Absolutely. There's lots of different practices you could take, but that's something that I use. The next thing we talk about is inner truth. What is inner truth and how do we f discover our own truth? When we suffer or when we experience inner discomfort, 
we do not want to look at it. Mm. What we do is go out, entertain ourselves, have a dopamine high, do something else. Or at most what we try to do is try to change the meaning. Try to change the meaning of that experience. And you feel by changing the meaning, you will be able to cope with it. Yeah. When you're trying to change something, change and look at it in one particular way, what happens is the old way of old meaning is more powerful. Mm -hmm. It comes back again. Mm -hmm. Inner truth is observing your suffering as and when it arises. And to see very clearly that suffering is an engrossment with oneself. Mm. And if you're able to see it very clearly, it is like a house of cards. It falls apart. Yeah. And then you'll be able to dissolve that suffering and awaken to a beautiful state. That's it. Yes. It's just the, the awareness of what you're doing. Yeah. Being aware, okay, I'm getting angry. I'm coming from a place of lack or frustration or resentment. Yes. And that's... Me that obsessing over myself. over myself and knowing the truth. I would first say it is important to go through a journey and shed the past. Uh -huh. But for those who are not able to come to any sure. of those journeys, you can do the serene mind practice. The what practice? The serene mind practice, the three-minute practice. Three-minute practice. practice. It's that online or? It is online. Okay. Yes. Okay. I can send you all the links. I'll link it yes. up for people in the show notes. Okay, so that's the inner truth. And the universal intelligence, you talked about how to access it. You talk about how to access it here. But what it, the universal intelligence is the consciousness of humanity, the world, everything? Everything. The universe, everything. everything. It is, there is an intelligence. There is intelligence in a mushroom. There is intelligence in the piece of rock. There is intelligence in everything. And there is a way to access that universal intelligence. Mm. A few cultures make it very personal. They have their personal deities, their personal God, their divine. For a few cultures, it is just a field of energy. Mm -hmm. In suffering, we are actually disconnecting ourselves from this field, from this universal intelligence. So it is important to let go of suffering, to let go of the inner disturbing state, and from that state of letting go, ask. Ask the universal intelligence what you want in your life. Mm. It's as simple as asking? It is simple as asking, but from... A beautiful state. A beautiful state. If you're suffering and say, I need help, get me out of this state. It's like a cell phone without tower. Right. No one's going to listen. Where, where are you, God? Where are you, intelligence? You know, Why is no one helping me? I'm yes. suffering. Why aren't you helping me? So that's not going to solve your problem. No. Hmm. In a suffering state, we are disconnected. Uh -huh. Let us make a very clear distinction between suffering and challenge. Everyone experiences challenges in life. Even a plant experiences, animal experiences. But a suffering is an inner, con inner dialogue that is continuing after a painful situation is over. It's like Nomi. Nomi is continuing with an inner dialogue, inner dialogue which pours out later. Yes. So there is a continuing inner dialogue that happens within oneself. That is a total waste of time. Waste of time. That separates, that disconnects. We feel lonely because we are engrossed with ourselves, not because we don't have people around us. Yeah. Because we are suffering, we are disconnecting, and we feel very lonely. I think I missed the line. Yeah. So it is important that we let go of that suffering. The suffering is not going to help anybody. And mm -hmm. after letting go, in that state of letting go, asking the universal intelligence, and then clearly seeing what you really want, see it, feel it, mm. or deeply think about it happening in your life. Yeah. Wow. I love it. Universal intelligence, that's how you access it. And the spiritual right action. We went into it. Spiritual yeah. right action is not a model-driven action. It is not an ideal-driven action. I have questions coming from when I teach. Because all that we teach our children and all that we have been taught is to live life, life a particular way. 
right. follow these Here are the ideals. Rules. Here are the rules. I still feel it is like uh, fast food. Fast food. Because it feeds you, but it doesn't nourish you. It doesn't. It makes you sick probably a lot. Yeah. Because we do not have time to nurture a beautiful state within mm. ourselves. We do not have time to nurture a beautiful state in our children. We do not have time to actually feel one and connect. We have, the society has developed a set of rules and codes of conduct. And the sad part is none of them are able to adhere to it. Right. Even the ones giving, making the rules don't follow the rules. Yes. Probably it is set thousands of years ago. Right. Probably it is an experience of one great man. Mm-hmm. And then we are enforcing it on our children with, with the social media. With, it's a changing world. But what definitely can guide in terms of action is a state of connection. Mm-hmm. So do you have no rules? For Loka? Yeah. No. No rules. I haven't disciplined her like Loka is my 15-year-old. Yeah. She's 15 now. So I do not have a discipline in terms of this is the way you have to behave. I've never done it. So how can a parent... She feels us. Uh, she feels us. And she lives kind of by that way of being. Being, yeah. It's, not, it's like a code of being yes. almost. Not a code With of connection. rules. Yes. Yeah. It's like I see my parents modeling this experience and therefore I'm going to become more of that. I wouldn't say we're a role model, but I would say the experience of connection yeah. is the feeling sure. that feeling it's one family. Sure, sure. What if she ever does something that you don't like? I would tell her, but I would tell her from a place of knowing her fully. I would tell her from a, know, from a place of feeling her fully, not from a place of authority, not from a place of saying... Um, mm. Not from a place of like, you know, this is right and this is wrong. Not from a place of wanting to control. But just from connection. And I, I see it working. I, I see it working still. What happens if, some, what happens if a, a child breaks the law? Or something, that, you know, do. whether it's right we, or good, good or bad, right or wrong, but it seems really bad, you know? Not talking about like coming back late after curfew, but something that would be society. Correction is needed. But let correction is needed. Correction is needed. But let it happen from a place of connection. Oh, correct from connection. Yes. So not from like getting angry or pointing not from finger. anger, not from your own past, not from mm. guilt, not from fear. It will be mostly fear when it comes to a child. What would this child become? Mm. But come from a place of connection. You'll be able to change. You'll be able to transform that child if something is really wrong and really bad. Mm. But everything else doesn't work. Yeah. Might be a Band-Aid, right? Yeah. Go to your your room. Yeah, yeah. You're grounded. Band-Aid to get out. (laughs) Right. Time out to to make things worse. Yeah. What happens to a kid when you put them in a timeout or ground them? I don't know. I mean, be very clearly uh, what, what is the guiding principle for bringing up Loka is... To get her out of pain whenever she is suffering. Because I know very clearly when she is a happy person, when she is a joyful person, she would be intelligent, she would be smart, she would be doing those right actions that is needed, Mm. she'll have deep clarity, she's not going to mess around with life. I know that. Mm -hmm. So when you are giving a time out for your little one, if somebody does it to you, how would you feel? I feel bad. You feel terrible. I feel disconnected. You feel horrible. Yes. And we are making our children feel horrible. Yeah. And that's where it starts. You know, it starts like those neural connections for suffering. It's getting strengthened. Oh, I do not have anybody in my life. My mom does not love me. Nobody cares for me. The engrossment starts. Suffering starts. Mm -hmm. The story we keep telling ourselves, right? From the past or, yeah. And we are strengthening it. Making it so strong. Probably this child would grow up and you'll have somebody, a partner who can really love and appreciate, but the, 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 the neural connections of not being loved, not being cared, which the, this person has revisited again so many, so many, so many times, is not helping to receive that love, 
to receive that connection, to receive that appreciation. The child becomes dead to it. Mm-hmm. Time out is easy to manage. But it is not good for one's consciousness, mm. one's life. We need more time, actually. For a parent, it needs a longer time. For As an individual, we need more time for ourselves, mm. to help ourselves, to nurture that beautiful state. And it comes, I, 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 would, I see it coming. People are tired. Yeah. People are tired, tired with the way they've been living lives tired with the stress that they have to continuously face in life. They are really tired. Mm. They are looking for solutions. They are looking at bettering their lives. Yeah. This book is a good place to start. Absolutely, yes. Make sure you guys get this book, The Four Sacred Secrets for Love and Prosperity, A Guide to Living in a Beautiful State. It's something that I made them commit to doing three years ago. So it's now finally out. You've got to get this. Highly recommend it uh, if you want the, the, the answers on how to live in a beautiful state. You've got workshops all over the world. The Field of Abundance. The Field of Abundance. It's which a four-day four day workshop. It's is happening in... Game changer. It is. For it's many. amazing. You have them in LA, in Miami, in New York, I The think. next one is in Omega <clears throat> in September. Okay. And they can go out. Where can they go to the website to learn about the workshops? What website is that? pkconsciousness.com pkconsciousness.com the letter p the letter k consciousness.com we'll have it all linked up as well the book is there pkconsciousness.com yes. it's on amazon it's in bookstores in america yes right? it is on or on amazon you guys can get it there you've got the peace festival what is it acom world peace festival acom world peace festival which is happening september 11th to the 22nd. To the 22nd. Every single day. Yes. You're creating peaceful experiences for people online, Absolutely. in person. Yes. People can join and, and host uh, their own meditation experiences. Absolutely. Yes. Last year we had over a million people. And um, it is happening in Akam, the Mystic Power House. And, um, in India. In India. And it is... People from across the globe connecting to the experiences at ACOM for creating an impact in human consciousness mm-hmm. for peace. And it is not another peace moment where we are angry activists on the marching. road or marching on the road, yeah. but it is a movement in consciousness where everyone who is wanting to create a more peaceful world should join it. Mm. And it's all day long as you can come in no, for No, we're doing for minutes. 20 minutes for those who are streaming from across the world. Okay, perfect. Yes. On any of those days. Yes. 20 yes. minutes. There you go. Um, pkconsciousness.com .com. Is there anything else we should know about? Anything else we should get connected to or besides getting the book, get a couple copies for your friends? Go to the website. I, I mean, for me, when I went to India, it was just like, super, it was so transformational. I, I've sent a bunch of people there. They continue to say the same thing. So I highly recommend if you guys have a chance, go look at the website. It'll give you more information about the workshops. And if you can't go to India, then they're in the U.S. and other places around the yes. world at different times. Yes. So it's amazing. And if you want to have an incredible uh <laughs> dance party like I do with, with Brita G every day, every morning, then make sure you check it out. I don't know why I laugh every time I think about it. You always so, laugh about it. It's so it. much fun. <laughs> we just dance up there. <laughs> um, okay, so I don't know if I asked you this question last time, but it's called the three truths. I'm yes. going to ask you I'm going to ask you again and see, we can reflect to see if it's the same answer for you. So imagine, imagine you get to have uh, one final peace, meditation, experience, but the whole world is listening. So imagine you're doing the festival, but the whole world is tuned in. And you've given your 20-minute facilitation of meditation. But at the end, you get to share a final message with people. Three things you know to be true about your life or the lessons you would share behind. Maybe these aren't rules because you don't have rules, but three lessons or three truths that you would share behind? I would say suffering state destroys you. Mm-hmm. 
state of connection nurtures you allowing you to fulfill your life dreams mm. and when we are nurturing this beautiful state of connection we are impacting life not only for now but we are impacting life for many 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 generations mm. suffering is a disease that is being carried from generation to generation mm. so if you want to see your children your grandchildren to live in a more peaceful world i want my daughter i want my grandchild to live in a more beautiful world which feels safe which mm. feels loving which feels caring let us create it mm. Preacher G, make sure you guys check out the book, The Four Sacred Secrets. Get it now. Game changer. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Namaste. There you have it, my friend. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Preeta G. Super excited about this. Make sure to check out the new book. Going to be a game changer for you. If you haven't gone to one of their weekend retreats or if you don't have the ability to go to India, then I recommend getting the four sacred secrets it's going to really inspire you to master cultivating inner peace and end the suffering that you have in your life very powerful share this with a friend that might be struggling that you know could use some support pay it forward just spread the message of greatness lewishouse.com/830/text them this link or just copy and paste the link on your podcast app and post it on your social media accounts and share it with a friend in a text group or just one-on-one. I know they will appreciate listening to this wisdom. Again, lewishouse.com slash 830. Again, Herman Melville said, we cannot live only for ourselves. A thousand fibers connect us with our fellow men. And among those fibers, as sympathetic threads, our actions run as causes and they come back to us as effects. I hope you enjoyed this one. I hope it brings you peace. I hope it helps end some pain and suffering that you have in your life and is a tool for you to constantly use whenever you feel like you want to react or whenever you feel like you're in pain or whenever you feel like you're suffering and you can't get out. Come back to this episode. Come back to this tool. Start applying it in your life and start taking your life to the next level. I love you so very much and you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.